Welcome to Living Word. You're about to hear life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your mission in life, develop your potential, and deploy your talents and skills for a more fulfilling life. Now, prepare to receive the ministry of Dr. Mensah Otterville, Senior Pastor of the International Central Gospel Church. I'm continuing what I started on unity and agreement. I want us to go back to the Word of God to Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 to 20. Matthew chapter 18, verses 18 to 20. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they shall ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Note the verse 20 very carefully. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Unity and agreement in marriage. And turn again to Amos chapter 3, verse number 3. Amos chapter 3, verse number 3. Amos 3, 3. Can two walk together unless they are agreed can two people marry unless they agree the answer obviously is no if two people are going to walk together they must have agreement and Jesus said that whatever whenever people are in agreement they have power and the power to bind and the power to lose to bind is to prevent something from happening to lose is to permit or allow something to happen there are things God wants us to prevent from happening and there are things that God wants us to permit to happen when two people are agreed, they can decide to make their home a place of joy or they can also decide to make their home a place of chaos. The power of binding and the power of losing is found in agreement. And the verse 20 is very instructive. Jesus says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Some people say this is the quorum for church. For a church to be a church, there must be two or three. Minimum for there to be church. So in that sense, the home, the marital home is church. Because Jesus said where two or three are gathered together in my name. When two believers born again Christians 
come together in marriage they are creating a dwelling place for God and when they stay in agreement God's presence is there and Jesus says when two or three are gathered together in my name I am there in their midst can you imagine the kind of things God has been seeing in your house because he says he's there you can't come to church and worship God and go home and, and play naughty things, do naughty things. Beat your wife, curse your wife, insult your husband, slap somebody. You can't do that because the Lord says he's in the midst of, them, of you. How many of you are going to go to the presence of God and say, Lord, I just feel like beating my wife this evening and I want you to watch whilst I do it. If God is in the midst of you, what do you want him to do now that he's in the midst of you? Do you want him to observe your naughtiness or you want him to bless your faithfulness? In marriage, we invite God's presence, especially when it is two believers who have come together. Let's look again at the passage we looked at in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. And I want you to focus or underline the word own, your own husband, not somebody else's husband. Tell the person next to you, get your own. Wives likewise be submissive to your own husbands that even if, in an extreme case, if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. God is saying here simply that the way a wife conducts herself can win even an unbeliever to the Lord. If the way a wife conducts herself can win an unbeliever to the Lord, then the wife can win more a believer to the Lord, isn't it? So there is something a wife can do to make her, her marriage better. A wife can do something to make her marriage better. When they observe your chaste conduct coupled, accompanied by fear, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror now i want you to know that last part if you do good and are not afraid with any terror god does not want the woman to be terrorized into doing good god does not want a husband to frighten the wife into obeying him screaming on him terrifying her shouting on her beating her into submission 
That's not what God is talking about. And some of us believe, especially some African men, have grown with the understanding that if your wife is not submissive, you have to discipline her. So she will shut up and respect you. She may fear you. She may be terrified of you. But she will not respect you. Because you don't respect people who abuse you. You may be afraid of them, but you never respect them. You never respect somebody who insults you. Have you ever respected anyone who insulted you? Have you ever respected somebody who screamed on you? You may be afraid of them. They scream and say, hey, shut up, shut up. If you don't, don't take that, I will boot you out of this place. And you, you became quiet, but you weren't respecting them. You were afraid. You didn't want them to do what they had threatened to do. So you kept quiet. But behind them, what did you do? You insult them. Even while they are screaming, behind them, you do don't you do that? No, somebody somebody is, is really terrifying you, but behind, whilst he's doing that, you, when he, you are on his blind side, you make faces at him because you don't respect him. I'm going to tell every husband here, don't create terror in your house or in your home. Don't create terror. Don't create a situation where when you are not there, your wife goes behind you and make faces behind you or your wife and the children have funny nicknames for you and when you come home and you start stumping your authority they start taking looks at one another they know he has come some people call their father and some husband wives call their husbands tiger lion you know, and all kinds of things. And the moment you come home, signals are sent. And you think it is respect. But go and listen to the private conversation of your wife. And you would know you have no respect whatsoever. Is that what you want? I'm talking to men now. Is that what you want for your wife to sit with her friends and be talking about you and, and, and talking about you so bad, insulting you, making funny jokes about you when they are talking to their friends about you when you are not there? The moment you come, they stand at attention. My Lord, Mura. Peter says Sarah obeyed Abraham but not with terror. Said Abraham Lord because she was afraid of she said Lord as an endearment, as a word of endearment like sweetheart or honey or darling or dear or something like that. I don't know what else you have in your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, that's what Sarah meant when Sarah said Lord he, she didn't mean master that I'm afraid of because the Bible says do that without terror 
are you called terror at home husbands are you called terror at home do you know the way your children talk about you do you know your nickname some of you young men who are not husbands yet you can always know what kind of a husband you will be by the way you treat women before you marry the way you treat your own mother the way you treat your sisters the way you treat your female workers in the office the way you treat other females around you if you have no respect for them then you would never have respect for your wife let me give you a good piece of advice women before you marry a man check out how he's been treating women before he met you if somebody breaks from a relationship a man just beat his girlfriend and separated from the girl and said now his heart is for you take the heart and run away with the heart because the man who just beat his girlfriend has shown you who he is he may start telling you the best story but if he treated that woman bad guaranteed you will have it you are not different a man who does not respect women will not respect the wife so if you those of you who are eager to marry somebody comes to you who is saying I love you you ask have you been married before yes what happened we divorced fine go and check the conditions of the divorce oh yeah it would be wise to talk to the ex-wife oh yeah if you are a wise woman go and talk to the former because she is a picture of your future hmm. go and talk to her probably they had mutual misunderstanding or something happened but if you talk to that woman and she says this man ah hmm, me i will leave him to you but if you want my advice i will tell you this man what he did to me if any woman gives you that advice let it sink into your head because she has gone on a journey you haven't been on and she's telling you this road this is how it is there are flowers at the entrance but there are thorns as you move ahead I would deal with divorce and remarriage in marriage 301 so I, I'm, I'm not going to touch on that now I'm going to teach ex exclusively I'm going to do an exhaustive teaching on divorce whether people can divorce the basis under which they can divorce whether people can remarry how they have to remarry I would deal with all that but I'm just giving you an advice 
that a man who does not respect women will not respect you. Unfortunately, a lot of men have been trained not to respect women. Unfortunately, it's sad. Verse 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them, them meaning your wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. God says we must dwell with our wife. And how are we supposed to do that? Three ways. The scripture says we must dwell with our own wives. One, it says dwell with her. Everybody say dwell. That means live with her. Don't live in America whilst your wife lives in Germany. Number two, he says live with your wife according to knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. Okay. We'll touch that very soon. And the third one, honor her. Everybody say honor. That's how you dwell with a woman. Honor your wife. Live with your wife according to knowledge. Dwell with your wife. To dwell with means to live with, to remain with, to reside with, to dwell together. That simply means that you dwell with your wife exclusively. Not with your wife and another substitute. You must know no one else sexually except your wife. You must stay at home and dwell at home. Stay at home. Men, stay at home. Stay at home. That's what it means by dwell. Dwell means stay at home you don't close from work go to the house shower change your clothes and then out your home is not a hotel it's not a place of transition it's a place of dwelling you must love your home better than any location you must love your home better than your office. Love your home better than the stadium. Love your home better than your friend's house. Love your home better than any other location. And that is why you must work hard to make your home a place you feel comfortable at. Because you must dwell there. You dwell there. You, you eat there. You sleep there. You play games there. You entertain yourself there. Your home is your home. When a man is uncomfortable in his own home, he sets the foundation for the breakdown of his marriage. You must make a home a comfortable place to dwell. The scripture says, For this cause a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. 
so then there are no more two but one flesh what therefore God has joined together let no man put asunder dwell with your wives according to knowledge what kind of knowledge is God talking about first you must have knowledge of the marriage relationship you must knowledge have knowledge of the marriage relationship what marriage is and what it is not two you must have knowledge of your wife and I'm talking to men now women you can relax we'll get to you later you must dwell with knowledge knowledge of your wife her nature her emotional makeup what she needs and wants emotionally and spiritually her strengths and her weaknesses you must have knowledge of these you must have knowledge also of the word of God what God says about the husband and his duties a husband must be a knowledgeable and understanding person women are very complex people and that's why it takes care to understand women women are not like men men have very few problems the problems of men are very very few very easy to please a man very very easy but very difficult to please a woman because a woman's emotions goes through constant change God created the woman in such a way that she is capable of carrying the next generation within her to deliver. For that to happen, the physical system of a woman was designed to be pregnant. For a woman to be pregnant, her body has to change to accommodate the next person who will stay with her. So women go through hormonal changes. Their hormones change. Once every month, they go through their monthly cycle. And in going through the monthly cycle, the hormones that create the chemical balances in their brains change. And they become a little bit more agitated at certain times of the month than other times. When they are pregnant, they go through major changes. Not only because their stomachs grow bigger, but their whole emotions and their makeup undergoes changes and anyone who has had a pregnant wife can tell you you go through those changes with your wife also if you are a wise man 
Because when she is pregnant, there are things she used to like which she hates. And there are things she hates which she will begin to like. There are places she used to like she wouldn't want to go there again. And so on and so forth. And all these changes take place. Their emotions go up and down. One moment they are happy, the next moment they are sad. Very sad and very depressed. Themselves don't understand what's going on. When you are married to a woman and she goes through these changes, cyclical changes, it is very easy for her to annoy you. Because she is not constant. Men are constant. We don't change. It's only when we grow old that we change. But we don't normally change. But women start changing right from adolescence. From the time they reach puberty, they go through changes. They go through their monthly changes. They go through pregnancy changes. Then when they hit their 40s, they go through premenstrual changes and those are major ones and they go through all these changes but the men are constant no changes that is why God says dwell with them according to knowledge because if you don't have knowledge of what's going on with your wife you will easily be annoyed with her you can actually begin to think that she is not the right person for you. Do you know that most of the time as women grow older, they easily are called witches? Do you know that? Do you know that as women grow older, at a certain level, they even because of these hormonal imbalances, they sometimes can confess to a crime they didn't commit. You see, all these things where people say, the old lady has confessed, she's a witch, she's confessed. We don't understand what's going on. It's not confession of witchcraft most of the time. Maybe 1% will be confession of witchcraft. But majority of it is chemical imbalance. It's acute depression. And as people get into acute depression, they begin to manifest these things. They begin to say things they haven't done. And then everybody jumps on there and say, they are witches. We have to dwell with them according to knowledge. Because if you don't, you're going to abuse them. That's why over the years, women have easily been abused. You would think that because they carry the next human beings on earth and that all of us came from women, you would have thought that they would be the most honored of the human beings. Far more honored than the man. And yet, it's not so. The ones who carry the human beings are abused. And the ones who did a five-minute job are given all the respect. As if they did a hard job. It wasn't any hard job. 
was nothing. You just had fun for five minutes. And she carried the burden for nine months. And the saddest thing is while she's carrying the burden, you who gave her the burden, start going for another woman. There was nothing. You just had fun for five minutes. And she carried the burden for nine months. And the saddest thing is while she's carrying the burden, you who gave her the burden, start going for another woman. May God have mercy on men. May God have mercy. That's why some men bring curses to their lives they don't understand. Because some of the things some of us men do are the highest form of wickedness. It's evil. But we do it because the culture accepts it. Sometimes even when the wife is pregnant, the man slaps her around, beats her, kicks her. Because she didn't get my food ready. Do you know what it is to be pregnant men? Most of you men can't handle little things like malaria. For three days or two days. Can you imagine what you go through when you, do, you have malaria? Your, your taste palate is gone. You put food in your mouth. It's like you're eating cardboard and you can't eat. And, and you roll here. You, can you imagine that somebody goes through a similar thing like that for nine months? And she's living with you. And you get so angry. She's changed. She's changed. I can't stay at home. So you leave your house. To go and look for another woman to treat in the same way. Dwell with her according to the image. You have to know her nature, her emotional makeup. What is the woman looking for? Appreciation understanding most of the time women know how to solve their own problems they only want to be sure and assured that you are with them but they know how to solve their own problems they can talk about the problem they can cry about the problem but they will solve it do you know the number of problems women solve a man is going out he puts 10,000 cities on the table and hopes that 10,000 will feed him, his wife, and his five children. And they are arrogant about it. I've, I've put the money down. I'm, I've done my part. You too. Five, 10,000. If that man was told to go to the market to market the 10,000 he would come with one plantain and one head of Kobe 
But the woman goes to the market. She bargains, struggles. Well, goes through all this emotional hazard at the market. Have you been to market before? It's the most unfriendly place to be. Huggles and, and negotiates and bargains and, and sweats and walks and goes through about 10 women before she picks one little plantain here, one little cassava there, one a few tomatoes here, and she works a miracle to be able to stretch this 10,000 to buy things that a man has no clue of. And after she's done all that, she goes to sit in transport. People are abusing her. People are insulting her. But she carries the load. She brings it home. She gets fire. She makes the fire. She begins to cook. And she's bathing the children. And she's doing all that and cleaning the house. And then when you come home and the food is not ready, you get angry. Oh God, if I had a king... We will lash all the men on their backs, on their bare behind. Lash them. Can you imagine? You have no understanding. You come home, the food is not ready. Why is my food not ready? Why is my food not ready? Then you get angry and leave storm out of the house. Meanwhile, you say you are a Christian, born again. You are a counselor. Counseling people. Helping other people. You can't just understand to say, Oh, the food is not ready. Okay, let me sit around and help you. So, okay, okay, let's do that. Let's do that. And just, that's all she wants. She's not even saying, Come and cook. She's not saying, Come and cook. All she's saying is, Just understand me that I've gone through a lot today. Don't do my job, but understand me have a knowledge of what I have been through men can take stress when we have stress I mean the least thing we're just upset women handle stress 24 hours a day 24 hours a day I'm telling you when, when I, we had our first child that's when I understood all these things when I was a child, my mother used to do that. Then when I married, I saw my wife doing that. Wherever women get those abilities from, thank God for your lives. I'm telling you. Because when the baby is crying, I turn as a joy. Baby is crying. <laughs> says I'm tired. I say, eh. Are you tired? I say, yeah, the whole day. I say, oh, okay, please, eh? I beg you, please. You know, please. And she gets up, goes to pick the baby. Throughout the night, you wake up, she's still holding the baby. And you are asleep. The least you can do is to honor that woman. That is the least. When you honor her and respect her and buy something for her, you haven't done anything. (laughs) 
all the women turned to the men and said, Did you hear that? God says, Husbands dwell with them according to knowledge. And sometimes while they are doing this, they are pregnant. And there are two other kids they are taking care of. Taking care of the one yet to come. Taking care of the big baby. The grown one. Who has no understanding self-centered egoistic proud haughty man arrogant no respect wants to be a king in his own house without providing for the house I believe the key to a good home is the man. Is the man. If the man will learn to honor and dwell with knowledge, the woman that God has given to him, there will be peace at home. There are things my wife does, I wonder how she does it. I wonder how she... Do you know how, what it is to cook? Cooking all the time. Cooking all the time. Cooking all the time. Cooking all the time. Heat cooking all the time. Cooking. And you have to change the food. Otherwise your husband will say, I don't like it. We ate live soup yesterday. I can't eat live soup today. I can't eat it today. I can't eat cassava today. I can't eat it today. Cook it. I can't eat it today. So she has to change. And for most of us Africans, our women are struggling under more severe conditions. If you go to other parts of the world, like America and so on, much of what I've said may not apply. Because your wife will tell you, you know, make sure you go through a pizza hut and get a pizza before you come home. <laughs> I mean, that's it. The instruction is given. I mean, just get the pizza. <laughs> go through McDonald's you know <laughs> honey there's no dinner today just get some McDonald's and, and the men will they'll get their McDonald's I mean you have nothing to say most of them have never ate their wife's food in a very long time I actually have met a lot of women in America who say I don't know how to cook and they say it like it's you know everyday language. I don't know how to cook. I say, so, so how do you handle your home? We eat out. <laughs> so every day, take away, 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 take away. But here, you are eating freshly cooked food almost every day. Let us dwell with them according to knowledge. Remember 
Women go through emotional changes every month. And when you marry, by experience and observation, you will get to know when to be extra nice. Because you know your wife is not in the best mood at this time. That's when you try to be nice. Oh, hi, love. How is it, you know? How is it in the top hair? Let's give her a kiss here. There and so Just hug her. You know, give her words of encouragement. Remember, women don't always like sex. Oh, I thought you would say amen to that. Once you talk about that, uh, as, as ice water is on, on the church. Wait till I get to marriage 401. There... It's a different story. That's R-rated. PG. 35. We'll check your birth certificate before you come to church. But men, just get this right. The women don't always want Because some men feel that if they have sex with a the woman, they've solved all the problems. You may have solved your problem. But you, you, you haven't touched her problem yet. Women like more of encouragement, affirmation, understanding, and words of encouragement more than sex. Am I right, women? That's true. So if you are a man who thinks that, you know, you are, you are a, a macho man and you really know how to satisfy a wife, you may know how to satisfy a prostitute. That is different from satisfying your wife. It's a different thing. It's a different ball. You need to be patient. No under the cover, rushing before she, you arrive, you are on top of her. No, 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 you don't do things like that. Because you see, if you are a man and you began having wrong sex, your introduction to sex will be wrong. You start having sex under mango trees. You start it's true. Shop, 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 shop. And the mango. Hey, shop, shop, shop. And the mango trees. You marry, you take that same attitude to marriage. And some men think they have sexual experience. You know, you know, I have experience. What experience? I mean, you were doing it under the chicken coop, under the mango tree. You were doing it in the kitchen. And every kind of... You, you, you have no idea of how to handle a woman. You don't know anything. You may have had sex for 50 years, but all of it was wrong. When we get to 401, we are going to learn. Amen? 
Because you see, if you don't understand the woman, most men think once they are happy, the woman is happy. Once she has, she, they are sex, satisfied sexually, their wives are happy. No. Sometimes you can be happy for 10 years and she's never been happy once. Never. Because you, 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 once you think you feel good, and so she should feel good, you don't understand women. You have no idea. Because what they are looking for is far more than you can imagine. If a man is not understanding towards a woman, there is no way he can satisfy her sexually. If you are not kind to your wife, there is no way you can satisfy her sexually. No way. Or you can put all the styles you know into practice, it won't satisfy her. Because what she wants is not just an act, it's a relationship. It's affection. It's love. It's tenderness. It's understanding. It's forgiveness. If somebody who goes the extra mile, Somebody who understands what she's going through. Somebody who is there when she feels low. Somebody who doesn't hold grudges and forgives easily. That is what creates the environment for her to be satisfied. In the animal kingdom, they don't need that. But we are not animals. We are human beings. So you don't do it in the animal way. Do it in the human way. That means you have to understand your woman. Every man here must understand women. One of the things to do it is to find every literature to read. When my wife was pregnant, I read more on pregnancy than her. I knew everything. Even before pregnancy, I, I, I just read every woman. There was a book called Every Woman. Oh, I read every woman. I read, I know. When she starts complaining, I say, page 65, every woman. You have to open it. This, this is what's going on. <laughs> you know, every woman. She says, I'm feeling this. I say, oh yeah, it's in every woman. I refer. Because you have to dwell with her according to knowledge. Even if your wife is not interested in reading, you must read to know more about her than she knows about herself. Because you are the one who is dwelling with her. Every man here who wants a good home must be knowledgeable about women. Amen, man? For those of you young men who are just going around hey, uh, Pastor, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I've seen some of the sisters. I want to marry you. You think that's how you marry? I think I have to buy one big every woman for every man to read before you marry. You must read. You must learn. Because women were made by God to carry the next generation. And in carrying the next generation, they were built differently. They were created differently. They respond differently all human beings need encouragement but women need it more 
Every human being needs appreciation, but women need it more. That's why for a man to be a good husband, he must not be a selfish man. No selfish man can marry. And as I said last week, if you are selfish, self-centered, don't marry. Because marriage is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Some must marry, some must not. Oh yeah. If you are a a self-centered man, you don't know how to give, you are not generous, you can't marry. Oh yeah. Otherwise you will marry, you buy your food, and go and hide in your room. And eat your food. <laughs> May God deliver us, man. You can't even share your food with your children. Why did you bury in the first place? If that's how you are, those of you who are married, I can't say divorce. You are already married, so we'll, we'll, we'll work on you. But those of you who are not married, who spend too much time on yourself, you see a man who is always combing his hand in the mirror. Combing his No, combing his Be careful. Oh yeah. I'm telling He spent, he loves himself too much. Every time. How do I look? Do you like my shirt? How do I look? It's when a man is like that and he doesn't change, you take his self-centeredness into the marriage. And because he is looking for attention, he will never praise the wife. And as for the children, he will forget about them. If you want to marry, you have to learn to share, you have to learn to support, you have to learn to honor one another. Amen. Well, I know some, some of the men are going to say, Pastor, you are, you are saying it for the women too much. You're saying it for them too much. You, you have to balance it. I've balanced it. That's why the balance must be. I have balanced it properly because men, for too long, for too long, we've had it very comfortable. Now we have to balance it. Have you seen a sound system when you're balancing an equalizer on a sound system? You don't put all the knobs on the same level. Some you give the high and others low. So balancing doesn't mean that each one is on the same level. It's balanced. Now, remember, I also have a wife. And when I go home, my wife will say, I like what you preach. Once your wife says, I like the preacher, I say, oh God, it's coming. (laughs) Because I have to live by what I preach. Otherwise, I'll be a hypocrite. I have to live by it. So I set the stakes high because I need to climb higher to the place where God wants us to be. So men, if you think the stakes are higher, it means you can jump it. Just 
move on, change, adapt. We can all create a better home for ourselves. Let's, let's spend some one minute to pray. Before we close from here, let's just pray and talk to God about your own lives. Let's just talk to God and say, Lord, 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 help me, help me. You know, when we are desirous, God will help us. When we are eager, if you are willing and obedient, you eat the good of the land. Just pray and say, God, it's hard, but I want to do your will. Man, just pray, Lord, it's hard, it's difficult, but I want to do your will. Help me to do your will. Help me to dwell with the person I'm married to or the person I will marry according to knowledge and women also pray that god will give you a gentle and a quiet spirit not a quarrelsome will be on you another time but not a quarrelsome spirit let's pray just talk to god say lord touch my life i want to change lord i want to live for you i want to do your will i want to serve you i want to dwell with my wife according to knowledge where you need strength ask God to strengthen you you know your own weaknesses you know your own weaknesses ask God to give you grace in the areas where you are weak that his strength will be your portion his grace will be sufficient for you thank you Jesus Father we ask that you help us in our weaknesses we are not perfect we don't know everything but we desire to do it right. We desire to do it right, Lord. It may be difficult for us. It may be challenging for us. But we desire to do it right. And your word says, Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Today, Lord, I stand on behalf of all the men here. We ask, Lord, that you forgive us for the times when we've been inconsiderate. We have not dwelt with our wives according to knowledge help us Lord turn us around change us Lord we submit to you that your will will be done in our lives I pray Lord for every woman here that you give them God what you said in your word a meek and a quiet spirit not a spirit of strife a spirit of anger and, and bitterness and insults oh God give the women a new spirit of quietness of gentleness oh god take the spirit of bitterness away from them take the bitter words out of their mouth oh god take the insults out of their hearts lord give them a new spirit of security that is gentle and is fashioned after you help us both men and women to grow and to create within our homes a church, the dwelling place of the Lord. That where husband and wife are, there you will be in our midst. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.